Welcome to the Handle with Care podcast, a place where we discuss self-care, spirituality and everything in between. If you're new, make sure to check out the blog and follow the Instagram for all our weekly Moonday insights. I hope you enjoy this episode and please feel free to let me know. Namaste. This is my unpolished poem about the coronavirus and the current crisis that we find ourselves in. It could probably do with uh, another record and uh, some better pronunciation, but all in the name of inspiration, I'm sharing it just as I finished it 10-15 minutes ago. So I hope you enjoy Listen with open ears and open heart and maybe a set of headphones. (laughs) Hello, my name is Coronavirus, but my friends call me COVID-19. No, don't scream, please. Don't scream. I know I'm not the most pleasant to see everywhere. Dripping from the news, pinned on the window of your favourite cafe who just accepts card today. Lighting up your screen with my fuzzy selfie, worst case scenario, and pathetic spits of my name from Johnson's lips. Only enough government action for a toddler to sip. Even in the safety of the isolation I put you in, I'm there braiding your hair, whispering my way into the space between your ears. No, don't cry, please, don't cry, I'm sorry for all the anxiety. I'm new around here and I have fear too. Fear the tears I've caused might drown you or the vulnerable few thousand and it doesn't matter who found me, who fractured my glass until it scattered into every corner of the earth. I am your planet's new shiny thing, your planet's new reason to sing from balconies, your planet's new spot cream, cleansing the ozone layer, planting plane traps in your atmosphere, fishing for shipping, rationing, home routine and questioning everything you touch. Is it clean? No, at this stage it doesn't matter if you're in the UK or Italy, you are a part of the race that tripped on me along the way and now that you've fallen it's important that you listen to what I have to say. This is my autobiography. No rumours, no dribble, no ever-changing statistics and fake news. I'm here to read to you my story. I'm not leaving anytime soon, so you should, chapter one, get to know me. No, I don't mean checking your phone for the latest Google update or your mailbox for the next protocol based on flimsy information. I mean, get to know me and what I mean for you. Here, a gift of solitude. Here, a question to ponder. Where does your mind go when you're all alone? And speaking of fake news, let me tell you the biggest myth about me this week. It's only the lives of the elderly I seek. So age doesn't really matter, but albeit a factor, I'm everywhere. 
when you boil me down and really broaden your perspective you'll see that with so many of my children in ICU beds I'll spread to the only ventilators available and your friend with appendicitis might just sit on my hands. The car crash survivor better not forget the hand sanitizer your wife in labour better save a dental wipe for the forceps. Chapter 2 Dear UK politicians, Happy are those who can get tested for traces of me before the health workers who've taken the time to pour my bath. You have not seen my wrath with your naked eye, yet you cry priority. Your privilege disgusts me. If anyone needs quarantined, it's you. The armbands keeping this island afloat are blue and white with letters N and H and S. And while your lifeboats are filled with the Queen's silver, our nurses shiver exhaustion. Our care assistants are becoming resistant to that thing we call sleep. Our first aiders are afraid of what they might miss when they blink. Have a think. Who is really saving the nation? Chapter 3 We label those working in supermarkets, social care and cleaning as low-skilled and thus low-waged, yet strong enough to tie together a nation's daily normality and never get thanked or appreciated fully or paid enough and now these are the people crucial to manage my outbreak. Please, don't mistake anyone's part in society. These workers are not low-skilled, they are essential and they have dignity, they deserve respect, they deserve a better check at the end of the day. Chapter 4 Close the fucking doors on your schools, libraries, universities, on your hotbeds of my rapidly melting and spreading butter where your government has burnt you to think a white pair there is going to shrink me enough so you can see the whiteboard and continue like no one's life is on the line. It's going to be fine. Just don't visit your nana. I beg once more, please close the doors, open a window, stay at home and dream about punching a Tory. Chapter 5 Knives, fists, slaps and traps at home aren't going anywhere. So spare some time to care more. Bear a wider awareness for your neighbourhood's closed doors. Listen out for purple skin. Thin your intuition to pick up even the most subtle of hints. If you can offer a hand, latex is warmer than armour and your palms mean more to victims than online chats ever will. And if you still don't know or haven't saved the digits of help, rescue, protect and unslave, this is your cue. Go find them. Chapter 6. Small local business. The sourdough with the crust bubbled just right. The best loose tea this side of the city, Ayurveda in a cup that tastes just like the colour of pink. Your soul's liquid gold just before work. Honey washed filter coffee in a cute little cup with a blue bear riding a bike. Campfire beans, avocado toast, the places you love the most that host your family when they come to visit. 
the background to your Tinder dates, the sharing plate with soulmates. Hospitality is the third largest industry in the UK and today 1.7 million people are not sure how secure their job is. Maybe there's something about the number three, but to me, brands is worthy enough of government responsibility, clarity, some fucking crisis guidelines, please. Transparency, pull up your Ted Baker pants and support the people who brew for the whole community. Chapter seven, well-being. Your vinyasa flow at 7 a.m. Total unity. A moment of peace, love, surrender, connection. A conversation from body to mind. Sweetie, it's gonna be fine. Fists that find the right spot. Knots pulling your shoulders like a blanket. Hiding underneath and causing you grief. Needed by the thumbs of witch. Some holistic witch that speaks tension relief. Your therapy from flowers, birds, EFT. Dancing, singing, herbal tea. 460,000 Brits take a yoga class once a week. Six million consult a holistic practitioner. That's 300 million a year, which is increasing by a whopping 10% every NYE since 2010. And just as we need Zen the most, our therapy ironically needs remedied. Classes and chairs are occupied by ghosts. Mats zoom out the window like magic carpets. Your guru sits in an empty room. But Boris Johnson earns almost 400 sterling a day. Chapter 8 Arts and culture, beauty and more. People who bring lovely things to the world. Who cut your hair just right. Who reinvent you after every breakup. Who make up for the skin you feel you don't belong in. Who needle self-acceptance on your rib cage with ink that shrink your insecurities. Musicians who play notes that reach into your soul and take out the parts you need to take a look at. The songs that bring people back. The stories that help sadness go to bed. The poetry that make us feel, well not dead fundings for these healings these human feelings necessary expressions of humanity that everything that make our opposable thumbs special and unique is cut and cut again while performing arts pour petrol over our creativity and light a match still 10.8 billion pounds to the economy isn't enough for more freedom of speech again Boris Johnson earns almost 3,000 a week. Chapter 9 Lives is all you have. Have you ever seen a cat cry because Tesco is all out of toilet roll? Take advice from our furry little buddies. Breathe deep, pause, close your eyes. You can purr and keep a social distance at the same time. Have you ever seen a dog searching flights because the biggest juiciest bones are somewhere in the Himalayas? You don't need a CO2 ticket to taste exotic air for five minutes, three times a year. What is it you're running from? Have you ever seen a squirrel pop open a bottle at the end of the day because Christ almighty those nuts were heavy and the poor wee fella was on his feet all day? There's healthier ways to wind down. Ask the grass, the moon, 
your bedroom flowers. The next time you find yourself overflowing emotions full to the brim, consider the oceans, the state we've put them in. Consider all the wild things up in flames. Consider the chains, pains and sedation of the lion draped over your cover photo. Consider your feet and the sand you stand on. The mud between your toes that hold up everything you know to exist. Consider the skin of your first mother. A blue-green celestial body whose only hobby is to recover from the damage we're causing her. Chapter 10 Today you can see fish through the water in Venice for the first time in millennia. Today, China stands in awe of the blue sky that's never been seen in this lifetime. Today, Irish pubs deliver grub to every granny in a 10 mile radius. Today, in the UK, Pret-a-Manger are giving away liquid hugs and paper mugs to the heroes of the NHS. Lush, fresh handmade cosmetics are unapologetically inviting the public to wash their hands. Churches, synagogues, mosques and temples are welcoming, sheltering, protecting the vulnerable, the homeless, the sick. People are remembering people. People are remembering that Isaac Newton discovered and explained gravity when the plague came to be. Similarly, Shakespeare wrote King Lear while being quarantined. And Einstein's theory of relativity was, would you believe, also in self-isolation. In fact, the penny dropped when he was in the bath, a simple but effective act of self-care. Hello, my name is coronavirus, but my friends call me COVID-19.